if we are finding that we really do love Airbnb, which so far we do, and we want to keep building that business and, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the line, we've got several. It could be at that point when I have more time on my hands, it could be my job. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests, and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hello, listeners. We have a great episode of Thanks for Visiting coming out. We have Christine Kimball, who owns The Corner House, and she started with one Airbnb, and she's already got plans for two and three, and we're going to talk about her pivoting from long-term rentals to short-term rentals and why she loves it. Hello, and welcome back to another great episode of Thanks for Visiting, your go-to resource for all things short-term rentals. We 100% believe that if you share your space, you can totally live your dream. I'm your host, Sarah Karakayan. And I'm Annette Grant. And today we're talking about pivoting your property from a long-term tenant to a short-term rental and what it's meant for property owner, landlord, and mother of three young children, Christine Kimball. Hello. Welcome, Christine. (laughs) Hi. We're, We're excited to have you on the show today. We are actually on location at Christine's amazing, beautifully designed, just, I mean, it's outrageous. You guys will have to check it out. It'll be on our stories, but it is the corner house. And so we're, we're here live and we have lots of questions. We want to dig in right away Mm -hmm. and just start firing off the questions so we can give our listeners a ton of the knowledge that you've been learning here in just the first couple months. So yeah. Sarah, take so that's it away. something to say too. Like you've been an Airbnb host now for almost two months come uh-huh. May. So how did you hear about short-term rentals, namely Airbnb, because that's the platform that we're on and what interested you in it? Okay. So I've been interested in Airbnb for a couple of years. Actually, we've been kind of slow to act on that interest. Um, the time wasn't right before, but yeah, I, I like to host, I like to decorate spaces. So I kind of always thought I would enjoy it, but never thought I had time for it. And we had a few friends doing Airbnb. And so I was just kind of watching them, um, hearing their stories, seeing how they were successful. And then I actually, Stalked Sarah and Nick's Instagram <laughs> nesters for probably probably a year, maybe a little less, just kind of hearing their success stories. And so the time just kind of was right mm-hmm. for us to um, do something different with this space. And so I talked to my husband and said, I'm interested in trying Airbnb. Let's talk about it. And we actually reached out to Sarah um, yeah. to talk about it more. <laughs> So let's give some background. Sarah is actually co-hosting for for Christine at this space. So Sarah definitely is familiar with the property. But the property that we're in right now is a duplex, 
and you own both sides Mm -hmm. and you previously lived here in the corner house, the side that we're on. So you're also very familiar just because you you were here with the the bathroom and the shower and all of that in the neighborhood. So you familiarize yourself with that. Is this the only piece of real estate that you own or do you have other properties? So um, my husband and I have three properties and two of those are duplexes. Okay. And um, so the other side of the corner house is a long-term rental. And then our other duplex is on the Ohio State campus. And those are long-term rentals. And then we live in the other one. Awesome. Great. So I, I think that's good for everybody to know that they are, they've started their journey in this whole real estate world. And then yeah. now they, they have long-term and now they're going short. Yeah. And we've done um, lots of different real, we've kind of just uh, experimented with real estate. So we've done short-term flips, long-term flips, live-in, long-term rentals, all those different things. And not to get, it's the wrong podcast for this, (laughs) but not to get into it, but Christine and her husband, Kimball, whose first name is John, but he goes by his last name. (laughs) That I had to learn early on. Yeah. I call him Kimball too. (laughs) No, he's an awesome guy. And they are like, their stories of how they acquire their property are interesting. We need to get you like on a real estate podcast because I really just love the stories. But anyway, I digress. You'll need him for this too because he's so good. Got the boss. Yes, he. Yes, he'll knock on the doors. Ooh, you will. Like oh, that. knock yeah, on doors. We'll to, yeah, we'll have to have a, like a bigger pockets of our own. Segment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to bigger pockets. Yeah. Um, you lived in this side for a little while, but after you moved out, you did have long term tenants in here, and you have long term tenants on the other side. Mm-hmm. A lot of when I do consultations with with property owners, landlords, developers, they ask me, you know, what's going to be better, short or long term? And I think it really depends on your goals as a property owner. But for you, what was that? Like, why did you want to do a short-term rental on one side? Was it to diversify? Was it to have a place for family to come stay? Was it just to see what it's like? I think diversify was one. One was that I thought it would just be fun to do something different. And I... Some of our friends who were doing Airbnb just had a, were making a lot more money Mm -hmm. than the short term. There was a lot more potential Mm -hmm. and, um, we just thought, okay, if we're going to try it, now's the time. Um, the long-term tenants that were living here after we moved out, were moving to actually another one of our properties and they were moving mid-November, which Mm -hmm. is kind of a terrible time in this area, at least, because we're a little close to campus and get students to start a new lease with people. And and so it just seemed right. Okay, if we're going to give this a shot, now's the time because we're not going to get our full market value rent at this time starting a new lease. So let's give it a shot. And that's what we're doing. We're giving it a shot. And so far, we're loving it. I think this is a key for our listeners. What's so great about the short-term rental market is I'm sure you and your husband sat down that's the alternative is to always go back to what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not risky. So no, just the I, initial I, investment of the furniture. But. And then furniture A, I, I tell my, I've told my partner when we started the whole venture, I'm like, look, worst case scenario, I can throw this stuff up on Craigslist and have it gone exactly. in a day yes. for hopefully I bought nice things. I think we could get a decent amount of money mm-hmm. out of it. Yeah. And not only that, we've done some market research and we have that lesson that we learned, which is invaluable. So please keep that in mind. Like everybody thinks there's a huge, a huge risk there, but again, you can just go back to what you're already, what you're already doing, which is your long-term. And I think, I think that's nice too. Um, People get really nervous about regulations and it's okay. Okay. If the regulations change, you can still 
they're going to let you do long-term leases. So even if you're thinking about buying a new property, just a short-term rent, you can still fall back on the long-term. I know Sarah and Nick do that like at their, at their fourplex. They have different financial models that they build out, whether mm-hmm. it's short-term or long-term. Something you said, Christine, during your first, after I asked you why Airbnb interested you, and you said that thing that made you pause was the time it would take that you knew to run the Airbnb, Mm -hmm. which I love that you said that because it's different than having a long-term tenant. Yes. Explain that to our listeners, (laughs) like how it's different and how it actually is a time commitment and how you solve the time commitment, but, Mm -hmm. and how you plan to move forward with that. Yeah. So our long-term rentals are much more passive income. Mm -hmm. You know, we get the renters in there. We have a property manager. So things that break, it's not me or my husband going over there to fix it. Someone else is getting the call. So it really is for the most part, passive income for us, but we were interested in having more income. So, you know, wanting to try this Airbnb and yeah, the thing that held us back for a long time was that I didn't have the time to be getting phone calls, to be responding to emails. I knew that if we did it, we wanted to do it well. And I didn't think we could do it well at the time. So the light bulb just went off at one point that maybe I could get a manager for this as well, like we do for our other ones. And following Sarah and reached out to Sarah and asked her if she would be willing to manage um, our Airbnb. And so that's how we got over that hurdle. Mm -hmm. And she's done an awesome job. She's the one who is responding to those emails or those calls. And, um, you know, my husband and I are still involved. We take a look at all that stuff. We're seeing, we're checking Airbnb, but all that daily pressure isn't on us, which is what we wanted. And Sarah has a ton of experience. So if you're getting random questions that maybe you wouldn't know how to answer it, you can lean on her expertise to guide you in the right direction with maybe, who knows, early check-in, check out, hey, we want to have a photo shoot. We want to do this. She's already done that a million times. So it's helpful. That learning curve is just basically non-existent because you're you're up and running right away. And I think a key too, uh, for anybody listening is if you have a property that you want to try short term and you don't have the time, ask around. Sarah and I, like we get probably our, our, our listeners, like all want to be co-hosts, especially if they don't own real estate, they're Mm -hmm. more of an Annette in the, in the relationship. So start asking around, you'd be surprised. Co-hosts will Mm -hmm. raise their hand and, and want to help you. They want to, they don't mind if they're at dinner on Friday and their cell phone goes off and they're answering questions because it's a, it's a side hustle for them. And they might be interested in, you know, getting into real estate longer down the road. So it's, it helps, it helps them out. So I think it's, you know, if you can have an abundance mindset and share that, uh, you can get up and running quickly. And I know Christine's leaving the country here soon. So she's already got someone in place that she can leave her and her husband and family and feel Mm -hmm. comfortable in that. So no, that's awesome that you just like dove in that way. And (laughs) Try not to do it all on your own. It's, it's worth awesome it. It's that worth Sarah said yes. <laughs> I don't think we would have done it at really? least at that really? point. Okay, no. I was, you know, just because I just knew I wouldn't. I couldn't drop everything. I have three little kids. My husband has a demanding job. I can't drop everything if there's a problem. So it's been definitely pivotal change to have Sarah on board. Yeah, well, <laughs> and hosting. So, so conversations that you and I had, Christine, and listen. Although vacation rentals have been around for a really long time, short-term rentals in non-vacation spots is new. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to do it. And there are a lot of management companies that charge differently, that host differently, and they offer different services. But one thing you and I were on the same page about was 
building you an asset, which is your Airbnb profile, Mm -hmm. right? And having Mm -hmm. it be on your account rather than mine. And then I can just see all the things inside your account that I need to see. Yeah. So will you tell our listeners why that was important to you? Yeah. If we are finding that we really do love Airbnb, which so far we do, and we want to keep building that business and, you know, maybe five, 10 years down the line, we've got several, it could be at that point when I have more time on my hands, it could be my job. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was important for us to build up our personal brand and business and yeah, super awesome that Sarah was cool with that and just co-hosting. She's done a great job. I think it's an asset. I think, I think your account, because you build up those reviews, that status, all that kind of good stuff that's valuable to you as the property owner, even if you're not going to manage it right away Mm -hmm. to have just in case you change your mind down the road. Mm -hmm. And I think other, when you travel, I love it when I see like that someone is also a host. So they're going to see that you're also a host whenever you use Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to put that host at ease. Like you get me, you get my life. Definitely. (laughs) No, I absolutely agree with that. So I, I know that we're about two months in and you have another side to your, to your duplex. It sounds like you like it enough or maybe you might do Airbnbs in the other side and other properties. Yeah. So our, um, our plan is to, when our tenants lease is up on the other side of the corner house, mm-hmm. corner house 2.0, yeah. I don't know what we'll <laughs> call it, but, um, yeah, we're going to try Airbnb there too. I feel like we've been pleased enough so far with the numbers and seeing that it's still growing mm-hmm. and hopefully the income will just keep going up that we'll see how the other side goes. And yeah, worst case scenario, then we go back to just normal rentals, which is great too. Right. So was Kimball just as excited to host as you were? Do you both have the app on your phone? Are you both (laughs) involved? Are you both excited about it? Or is it, did you have to convince him or vice versa? No, I don't think I needed to, I'm trying to think back to that initial conversation. We're both tend to be pretty on board with the same things and we like to try new things. Um, So yes, he was pretty excited about it and he was happy that I was taking the initiative to work out some of those details early on. And, um, and I'm the one who hundred percent decorated the space and he was hands off with that, but no, he's pretty involved just I would say just as much as I am now, like he's checking and he's looking at our reviews and he's seeing who's booking and all of that probably just as much as I am. (laughs) Any advice to a listener who maybe their spouse or partner isn't on board? Like, I don't, I know that wasn't your experience, but maybe we can talk about that. Like what's a good way to not convince, but pitch your side of the argument when it comes to wanting to try Airbnb? Mm -hmm. I don't know, ladies, any ideas? Yeah, I don't know. I do think it's important to be on the same page with your spouse. And when you're taking a risk, you both want to be on board because I just, you wouldn't want opportunities for there to be, you know, like blame game or anything like that. Um, but some people are more risky than others. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there is going to be that one person in the relationship who is willing to take that risk. And um, and if you're that person and you're listening, then I would just kind of like slowly bring that up and offer the solutions. If your partner is somebody who likes to have all the ducks in the row, that can be really scary to lose your, okay, we're getting $1,500 a month in rent right now. Why would we give that up 
for this potential. You know, I don't look at it as failure if it doesn't work out. It's just, we tried something different. It didn't, you know, it didn't work. So Mm -hmm. let's try something else. And, um, but yeah, I think maybe giving those step-by-steps and talking about potential, not like, we're going to make this much the first month. Mm-hmm. Um, and having clear expectations is probably good when you have maybe one partner who is a little less inclined to take risks. And have them listen to our podcast. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> if idea. They, if they don't listen to us and get excited about it, then <laughs> yeah. they need to check themselves. <laughs> no, but I, I do think too, if if you are trying to convince your partner, is letting them know Hey, if there is a late night call or if there's an issue, I'm going to take I got it. I'm going to take care of this. Maybe you start out and say, "Hey, I'll just have the app on my phone. Right. I'll do, we'll, we can do weekly check-ins, go over the numbers, or even um, you know, talk to other hosts in the area." Like that was really a key for me in the beginning as mm. I like dug into everybody's brains that I could about Airbnb and asked them all the scenarios. Like, oh, "Okay, well, what do you do about this? What do you do about this?" And that that helped me so much. So if, I think asking those other people in your area, if you know any, and just dig in and take them out, you know, for dinner or coffee with your, with your partner and see if, if you can <laughs> not like get, get everybody there. on the yeah. same page at that point in time. And we did actually do that as well. We oh, talked cool. with some of our friends and we had, when Kimball was still not hundred percent in, he's like, okay, I'm interested in hearing more about this. Like, let's explore it. We had Sarah over and he, okay grilled her. <laughs> I love that. He has a lot of questions. I should have brought the podcast. Yeah. With. Yeah. <laughs> he has a lot of questions. Okay. And so, um, yeah, but once, once we had more information on the numbers and the potential, it's like, yeah, why wouldn't we try this? Yeah. Let's just give it a shot. I have two more questions that I want to dive into with yep. Christine. One mm-hmm. being that she really invested in the decor and the amenities in your property. You did not skimp. Not that this is overflowing with like things that aren't necessary. We're not saying that, but there's a theme, there's a warmth, the furniture and the mattresses are comfortable. So you get a lot of attention on the platform from photographers and from marketers because of that, which I think opens up a whole, I know it opens up a whole other door to income producing potential. Mm -hmm. Was that something that you knew Mm -hmm. going into it? Was it something that you were excited about? Do you continue to be excited about it? And then I guess my second part of my question, you can go into this, is how you then leverage Instagram to also get your property out there to make money other than just having overnight guests. Talk about all that. I'm still learning about Instagram. And so we do have an Instagram, still kind of learning how to leverage that. And Mm -hmm. hopefully that will be... um, something that kind of grows. But yeah, when I designed the space, I am not like a professional designer, but I went with what I know Mm -hmm. and what I love and what I have in my home, which um, is a lot of boho flair, mid-century. I got a lot of vintage stuff and I wanted the space to be very bright and airy. It's a duplex, so there's only windows on one side, but I don't think you'd feel that when you're in here. It's, Not at all. Um, yeah. It's very light. We have white walls, white painted brick, and lots of wood tones. And so, yeah, I did want it to be a place that for sure would be people coming for overnight stays, but also people who would just be using it because they needed a beautiful space to take photographs, or uh, we've had some people come in to do product shoots as well. And I hope to have more of that. And so, yeah, that was definitely part of the design there. And I'd say part of that came from 
just looking at other Airbnbs on Instagram that I've been following. And I guess I was doing research without even realizing it for a while and just other spaces that made me think, I really want to go to that city just because of that Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know I wanted to go there, but now I do. And so, I mean, I'd love it if our Airbnbs become that for people that they want to come to Columbus. I think Columbus is an awesome city. And I'd love if people came here because they want to stay in our places. Yeah. And they, they have a great location for anybody listening. Mm-hmm. I, they um, were very fortunate just because we're near the Ohio State University. So I think we get a ton of traffic, mm-hmm. just Columbus in general. But Christine space is close to Ohio State University. It's close to the convention center. It's close to Nationwide Arena, the Schottenstein Center. Like it really, um, our soccer stadium, which also has concerts. So you really are centrally located for like anybody that visits mm-hmm. here. Um, and our airport is so close, just basically yep. for <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's super close. So um, the, the, the location definitely is here if you are visiting. So yeah, yeah I think it's important to, and I and you keep saying this too, Christine, which I love it because you're newer to Airbnb, but it is a business, mm-hmm. right? It's not just this mm-hmm. like it's a side hustle, but it's very much you have customers who are paying to stay and you are providing a service. Yeah. And I love that you're thinking outside the box of other ways to market your business, which is photographers and Instagram. And you've created so many Instagrammable moments in here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've seen people, right? You've shared like the hashtags too. She's a hashtag for her spot. So like if people are here and they want to share it on their Instagram or Snapchat, like they can. Mm-hmm. And that's smart because then their friends are going to say, oh, I live in Columbus or I have friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you create that buzz around your business. Yeah. So I think it's super smart. So we're going to start to wrap up, but we want to let our listeners know that Christine is heading to mm-hmm. Bali. Bali Sunday. So we're so thankful that she stopped by <laughs> with us, but um, she's heading to Bali for how long? Two months. For two months. And she, a couple of things. She is actually putting her primary residence yeah. on Airbnb that's it's doing very well thus far. So we're going to, we'll follow up on that, but then you're also staying in Airbnb. Yeah. Correct. So we're going to have Christine on another episode once she gets back from her world travels to like, let us know how it was, um, renting out her primary and also traveling with three kids and using (laughs) another person's space. So be on the lookout for that episode also, because it'll be an uh, amazing follow-up to this one. So. So Christine, will you tell our listeners what your handle is on Instagram? Yeah, it's um, the corner house underscore Columbus. Yes, you'll have to follow along. If you're a new host, newer host, or an experienced host, see what Christine's doing with that because it's super smart and it's just a great way for her to show off her space. And if you're coming to stay too, you see that in her welcome book and she's got this... um, the letter board, is that what they're called yeah. in your kitchen? Yeah. Um, with the hashtag so that her guests can get involved and make it feel like it's more than just this pass through, it's the experience yeah. they're having. Mm-hmm. And that's been fun to see people mm-hmm. tag us or something, mm-hmm. and then I can see they're having a great time. Yeah. yeah so. No, that's what Sarah and I talk about. We talk, it's called that we are coined at the elevated experience. Like you end up having if you know your guests are having a great time or if they're celebrating something special, it's like you get to have that same, you know, mm-hmm. fun weekend. Yeah. And it's not knowing even, that they knowing are. Just knowing that they're having that experience. Yeah. And it's like, that's, I, obviously the money's awesome, mm-hmm. but that knowing that people are coming here for a wedding or a graduation or a girl's weekend, I love like just knowing why they're coming here, what they're coming to celebrate and what kind of experience they're going to have. Definitely. And we get to be a part of it. Definitely. So it's yeah. awesome. So thanks for being on the show, Christine. Yeah. Yes. And uh, thanks for 
thanks for visiting. Well, we're visiting her, I guess. I know, yeah. space, so thanks for letting us visit. But yeah, uh, we will be back with another episode soon. Thanks right. for listening. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.